he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I am Stephanie. And I am Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We just want you to listen and subscribe on YouTube. Yes, so please join us as we talk <laughs> shit about our favorite show. Let's creep! Okay, so we were hoping that Peter was going to go to paradise. We know he's not going now, but now he's mm -hmm. actually speaking out and revealing the reason why he's happy he dodged a bullet and didn't go to paradise. So... After um, Gabby and Rachel's premiere, when Clayton was dragged through the mud, it kind of was eye-opening to Peter that producers are kind of full of it. So this is what he said on his podcast in regards to why he's happy he didn't go to paradise. And shout out to Bachelor Rabbit Hole for pulling this clip. Very clutch. I don't get the the constant... L listen, what, I, what you want to know my honest opinion of what I actually feel? I am so damn happy I did not go on paradise because I had a long talk with uh, one of the producers and... I was just like, man, these people are just full of it, full of it. Literally try to convince me here. They're like, listen, we know that, you know, there's not the best relationship we have with bachelor, with previous bachelors, especially like on the guy side, right? Maybe not so much bachelorette side, but on the bachelor side, you know, they were telling me like, we acknowledge that we can see that. We understand that the, you know, bachelor nation sees it. And for whatever reason, these relationships kind of sour post, you know, being the bachelor. And they're like, we are actively trying to change that. We, we don't want that to be the case anymore. And that was like, a, I would maybe say like a recruitment tool to try to get me to, you know, agree to do paradise. Like, listen, we, we have your back now. We got your, we're, we're on your side. And then I see, and I wanted to believe it, right? And then I see this, I'm like, holy shit. Thank God I just dodged a bullet. Like it, it's just, I don't, I don't understand it. it. Move on, you know, don't be showing this guy so much hate. Yes, did he do things you know, perfect? Of course not. Are, are Gabby and Rachel going to do things perfect? Of course not. They're already admitting here on the, on the first episode that, you know, oh, you can see how it's easy to fall for more than one person. But I don't know. I didn't like it. It was some cheap shots and uh, I didn't think it was necessary. I think it's hilarious that um, Peter says, for whatever reason, they don't have a great relationship with The Bachelors. It's like, what do you mean for whatever reason? And it's not Peter saying that. It's him saying that the producer said that, yeah, for some reason, I don't know why, we don't have good relationships with our Bachelors. It's like, what do you mean you don't know why? You have been, especially for the past few seasons, going out of your way to not only, like, slander your Bachelors, but go so far to, like, ruin their potential for relationships. Like the fact that Clayton and Susie are together right now is a miracle and a testament to like them only because they were there to sabotage Clayton's relationship. Like I don't want to hear anymore. Oh, it's for love guys. But like, yeah, they have to make a TV show. But at the end of the day, they really want you to form like real relationships. Like, no, they don't. And, and we saw that with Peter season two. They totally dragged him through the mud, ruined all of his relationships. I would love to hear what happened behind the scenes with like, Hannah Ann, Madison, all that stuff at the end because um, I'm sure it's wild. I think it's funny that he's saying they were using him as like a recruitment tool. Like if Peter went on Paradise and Peter got a good edit, then what's stopping them from getting another former Bachelor, Chris Souls, to come back and, <laughs> oh my God. you know, uh, hit the beach? So what do you think happened, though? Because he obviously didn't see the Gabby Rachel Clayton episode until recently. So he said no otherwise. Me meaning you're saying that he was planning on going before? He talked about wanting to go and having that time off. So then something else had to have happened because he only saw the Clayton thing now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you don't think that's enough to just kind of like push him over the edge? Because I'm sure they were convincing him like, oh, you're going to get that redemption edit that you, that you need, blah, 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 blah. Then seeing how they kind of doubled down on Clayton. 
probably just rang a bell in his head that it's just like, these people are not here for me. I thought this meant he saw Rachel and Gabby's season with the first episode and how they dragged him. That's what I think he's saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying But that too. just happened. So like paradise yeah. is already over. So why did he say no before that is what I'm saying. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this was just kind of like one more example of how they're not supporting their bachelors or bachelorettes for that matter, especially recently. But I'm sure there were probably other things leading up to that. Maybe he was more on the fence than we're realizing. I mean, I think it's really hard to trust these people when you know they can say we have your back. Why didn't you have my back before? Why did you exploit me before? Like, how am I supposed to just trust that you have my back now? Right. They didn't. And to further, like, kind of shed light on maybe what Peter's experience was like, because we've never had Peter on the podcast. I have a gazillion and one questions for him, especially, like, you know, regarding, because I think his breakup with Hannah Ann was really choppy. I'm like, what are they not saying here? When did Madison come into all of it? When did Hannah Brown come into all of it? Like, the timeline doesn't make sense to me. But so I was reaching out to potential guests the other day for the podcast and who responded to me but none other than Sweet Nums. For people that don't know Sweet Nums is Barb Peter's mom's Instagram handle. Um, so I had just asked her like hey we would love to interview you for She's All Batch and she just said hi Jackie I'm sorry but I don't associate myself with the show and I said totally get that no worries we like to take a different angle than a normal recap podcast and would like to ask about production manipulation and other background things not sure if that changes your decision but totally understood if you've moved on from all that and she goes let me put it this way I would never encourage anyone to go on that show and remember all that glitters is not gold winky face manipulation crying emoji and then I just kind of said totally agreed we're shocked by some of the things we've heard interviewing past contestants well if you ever change your mind let me know I'd love to hear your side of the story and she just said of course wishing much success oh barb i love barb so much i know i want to know what happened well though. that's good we got some tea from barb i do think it's funny that she said that she doesn't associate with the show but she has no problem selling cameos as barbara from the bachelor i mean you gotta get that that money however you can get it but then don't say that you're not associating with the show when you call yourself barb from the bachelor yeah i but i get her not wanting to go on podcasts anymore and like have to answer questions especially if there are things that she feels like she can't reveal either it's an NDA thing or if she just feels that like it's not the right thing to reveal kind of what what went on with the show it's probably really hard to keep getting asked questions about it and having to just be like blah 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 and like be happy you sound like Joey speaking French me je m'appelle Claude je te floop flee fun fact guys we were actually supposed to go on bachelors in the city and uh Peter and Dustin were supposed to come on ours. There was something that fell through. We're still hoping to make that happen. So if you want to see that, um, do me a favor and just go DM Bachelors in the City's Instagram because we can get the ball rolling. We were in contact with him. And then Peter got an eye yeah. infection. And I was convinced it's because he hates my memes. But I don't think that's the case. I do really think he had an eye infection. I think... If someone saw and him in real life too. and saw him like with like mucus coming out of his eye, let me know. Because it would make me feel better. Yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely need to get down to the bottom of that. But I do think he did really have an eye infection. Also, too, like the woman who does the book, the booking for their podcast was saying it was very hard to work around Peter's like training schedule. And I know for a fact he was training to fly some new airplane at United because he posts about it all the time. And then he had a PTO that he was maybe going to use for paradise, but then used for just an actual vacation. I don't know. And when he has PTO, does he get off from the podcast, too, or just the plane? I think both. I mean... I think they're pretty <laughs> lax with their podcast release schedule, but 
that that's just me. Well, I'm sad. Ultimately, I'm sad that we're not going to see Peter. I think he was someone like we know Victoria Fuller went. I would have loved to see that unfold. I would have just loved to see Peter back on the beach. I think he's a dynamic character given his past and how indecisive yeah. he is. Peter, Victoria Fuller round two would have been television gold. Chef's kiss. Jackie. Um, can you meet me in the recap room? I'm, I'm going to be there in like five minutes. I just have to grab something real quick. Oh, okay. What do you need to grab? Um, my coffee. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I'll get my coffee too. See you there in five minutes. Okay. Bye guys. It's like, can you imagine if we had five minutes of silence? One eternity later. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the recap room. We're going to recap the, the third, third episode. episode of Gabby and Rachel's season. I thought the first half, I literally wanted to fall asleep, but the second half seriously picked up. So yeah. where do we begin? I will say I am happy that three weeks in, we finally have rules. We finally have structure. And Jesse did a little homework. And now we know how the show is going to fucking work. Like, yes. But not really, though. No, because I do think it's probably going to change. But I appreciated the effort. At least at this time, we tried to make some rules. But I don't see this like really sticking. Obviously, they're alluding to the fact that some guys will want to either switch from Gabby's side to Rachel's side. And I wonder if it will be the other way too. If there will be at some point, Gabby or Rachel will start to develop feelings for one of the other person's guys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But they're kind of like alluding to that, that that will happen at some point. Let's start off with, so Jesse comes in and says that they have two really romantic, really romantic was mm -hmm. his exact quote, dates for this week, one-on-one -on -one dates. Yeah. But literally the one that Eric got, Eric with an H, mm -hmm. he goes on a double date with Gabby's grandpa and some random old lady at the fucking bowling alley that they definitely like had to audition. They oh were yeah, just no, she, she is a paid background actress. Yeah. Um, but do you think, speaking of all of the old people stuff, do you think they're genuinely testing out Gabby's grandpa as the senior bachelor? Like, I, after this episode, I genuinely think they're, like, circling back to that as a real consideration, and they're putting this situation in front of us to see if people respond to it. And then they'll make Gabby's grandpa the senior bachelor. I do, but I don't think... Because that wasn't the show-stopping moment last night. Oh, no, I know. I think it's just, like, a side note that they're just kind of... In the same way that um, when we were talking to Jared, how, like, you know... Ashley brought on her sister because there was talks of maybe they were trying to do some sort of spinoff with like the two of them. I think it's just yeah. one of those where it's like it's in, on the back burner that they're trying to like see if they can get a reaction out of the audience. Just a side yeah. note. Yeah. No, I, I those thoughts crossed my mind, but I would actually say like it was nice seeing Gabby's grandpa, but I thought he fell into the more boring side of the episode. I don't care about sound baths and yeah. only eyes. Like I want to actually get to like the nitty gritty of the episode. So I could do without that stuff. And unfortunately, that's where Gabby's grandpa was. I do want to know if he ended up hooking up with the old lady at the bowling alley. <laughs> I think I can live my life happily never knowing the, the ins and outs of Gabby's grandpa's sex life. But um, I, yeah, I agree with you that what I like about this season so far is that we're finally getting new things that they've never really had to encounter before. So I agree, the end of the episode was so much more interesting than the beginning where it's like, a one-on-one -on -one date, a group date, another one-on-one -on -one date. It was all stuff that we had seen before. Like, none of it was something I felt that I needed to pay attention to because I'm like, been there, done that. We've seen Not these dates a million times. Before. They are recycling dates, like, yeah. to the very detail. And I don't know why it bothers me, but when people, uh, when Rachel went on the date with Zatch, which I think it's only fair that we call him Zatch because there's an H at the end of that Yeah, but that's too. like a normal spelling of Zach, Z-A-C-H. Erich, that is not... 
I'm going to call him Zatch. I mean, do you live your truth? I'm going to live my truth. Yeah. And I think Zatch is the one that um, has a truth to share later. Remember, remember, he has a truth to share. So that's ironic that I'm going to be living my truth. Mm -hmm. So we we need to break down this one on one day, but they like for a movie premiere. That's not a movie premiere, it's home videos, but sitting mm-hmm. in a movie theater and watching home videos on a one-on-one date happened on Ben Play next season. He did it with KCB and every single person on Twitter is like, this is the most romantic. Oh my God. So original. So cool. And I'm like, are you guys 12? Did you not watch Ben? They Play probably next? are actually 12 though. And they actually didn't watch that season. I mean, they were I'm in the womb. You that that was already done. The Adam and Eve photo shoot was already done by Nick Vial. Like there's so many things that they keep doing again. Yeah. The recycling doesn't really bother me, though. It doesn't bother me, but... (laughs) It doesn't bother me, but it does bother me. But, like, they... Have we really done every single date possible in the world? Like, they, the yes. fact that they have to repeat this frequently. No, I agree with you. So they do the, the home movie date. They recycled it. I like the date. I'm not knocking that they did it again. I'm actually surprised it's taken this long. But let's get to the end of the episode where it gets really juicy. It's when Jesse decides we have rules, but we're also going to make up the rules as we go. And the rules are going to change. And it reminded me of, do you remember when... Joey on Friends was learning the game Bamboozled. No. And I know, like, every episode of Friends. When was that? Now, you can either pass your turn to Ross or pick a Wicked Wango card. What does a Wicked Wango card do? I should know that. (laughs) I I believe I'm entitled to use my Angel Pass for a free turn. This game makes no sense. Oh, wait. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Let's play Bamboozled. Is there a hobby bonus? Of course. No, now I I remember. Jesse was going to come in and be like, Rachel, he denied your rose. You can keep it if you could name all 50 states. <laughs> like, I just feel like you're just whipping out all this random. Yeah. A lot of people were really upset about Jesse coming in and taking the roses as Rachel was getting rejected. However, I don't know if it really made much of a difference because I do think Gabby and Rachel went into it, like, equally splitting up the men. Like, I don't think there was ever... I mean, granted, we saw that there wasn't in this rose ceremony, but I don't think there was ever a situation where it was going to be, like, Rachel gives someone a rose, they reject, and then Gabby was also intending to give that same person a rose. Like, I really... I think they equally divided them. So, Jesse taking that rose away doesn't really, like, change what the outcome was going to be. I will say, though, like, let's say Rachel was the only bachelorette and she offers the rose to Meatball. He would have said yes. But because he was holding out for Gabby, and then, like, I just think the whole situation was really odd. They're like, okay, you deny Rachel's rose, you go back into the pool. Then Gabby's going to offer you the rose. She didn't offer anyone a rose to who denied Right, well, that, that's, that was kind of my point, is that, like, I think anyone who rejected any rose, regardless of how their feelings are, like, is dumb, though. Because I think, like, take the rose so you can get the rose, like, get to next week. And then, like, you don't think there's going to be more Figure opportunities to still talk to the other lead. It might be get a little messy and a little slimy, but, like, better than going home. You know what I mean? I just don't understand what their thought process was because yes, there was no scenario where Gabby was giving any of Rachel's men roses after the fact. I guess the only way to avoid the humiliation is if Jesse said in the very beginning, Rachel and Gabby are handing out roses. Who you get the rose offered from is who wants you to stay. You either stay with that person or you go home. I don't think the guys would have rejected the roses. Granted, though, I don't think any of these people that we're talking about that are kind of on the fence like this really have a shot with Gabby or Rachel. So it kind of like doesn't matter. That's what I said. I'm like, she already, they already, we already know who's like going to be the top 
Oh, five absolutely. guys anyway. Someone who seems very upset that he can no longer date both women is yes. Logan. I made a meme about it and got his face exactly when Jesse <laughs> says that you're going to have to basically pick a lane. And he's pissed that he can no longer make out with both. He's now on side Rachel, but we know in the trailer that he later on will say, I have feelings on the other yeah. side. We don't know what that means. If that means it's Gabby or if it's a girl from home or if it's someone else, one of the girls he's sending dick pics right, to. Right, exactly. I mean, I think it's going to be Gabby, considering he has made out with both of them. Right. And now he probably regrets. He's like, oh, I was just trying to stay in the game, but I wanted Gabby. But now I have to kind of like be Team Rachel. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Being rough around the edges, can we take what that means and change the narrative? Because I felt like that's not, why is it a bad thing to be rough around the edges? I guess it just depends on how you someone's interpreting rough around the edges because I think there's a positive way to interpret rough around the edges in that like you're not so right you're not so like prim and proper and always saying you're doing the right thing but you're just like being yourself I think I'm rough around the edges like that's why I was like I felt like I I like that like Gabby's kind of off the cuff and she's funning in out there I think there's more that's more desirable to me. Could you imagine if someone said that to you, though? I think there's, like, a way to... It's just, like, an emotional intelligence thing that, like, even if that's how someone feels on the inside, that, like, this person is way more, you know, off the cuff, not really my person. You Like, you don't say that to someone. I don't picture a situation totally. of them being, like, you're rough around the edges and they're, like, thank you so much. I love right. being rough around the edges. It, you know, I mean, it right. wasn't meant to be a compliment, even though I see what you're saying that like, I think that's a better way to be too. So we have Rachel, she has Tino, Zach, Avon, Logan, Ethan, Hayden, Meatball maybe, and Tyler. Well, also, did you see Meatball's in the promo? So I think he comes back. No, no, he does. At the end, he did No, already. I know, I'm, but I'm saying she's allowing him to stay because he's wow. running towards her in the group date. You said Meatball maybe, and I'm saying no, it's like Meatball definitely. Also, Meatball's the one that tells her about someone saying I don't trust these bitches because it's the only guy with shaggy hair when I hear something funny my friend said she's like it's either like meatball coming back or it's Roby the magician like in a meatball costume which I just thought was funny yes I like that better so it could be Roby guys we don't know Gabby's guys are Mario Nate Eric Jason Spencer Kirk Michael Johnny and Quincy can you picture all of them no some are just names to me and I think that's fine excited for next week now we're gonna kind of try to see two separate journeys. I do like the idea of like the group dates being all together, but um, we'll see do how you think up. they won't be? I I do see a world where maybe they'll do a group date with everyone, but it's just kind of like if you're on Team Gabby, you're more focused on talking to Gabby, and if you're Team Rachel, you're more focused on talking to Rachel. I think given how mean this show is, they're definitely gonna do this because they want to cre- they want to create an opportunity where someone has feelings on the other side, and that'll probably already happen. Yeah. But um, they're going to give them every opportunity to have these like switcheroos. So I don't think they're gonna actually keep it that separate. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so until then, we'll get out of this recap. Room. Yeah. It's- warm in here. No, we need air conditioning. (laughs) We need to get that installed or fixed. Okay, Jackie, does my skin look glowing right now or is it just me? Um, I don't think it's just you. I think your skin is glowing. I mean, I'm really loving how my skin is feeling lately and I owe it all to apostrophe.com. We have told you guys about apostrophe. They are a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications. They are clinically proven to help clear acne and I was dealing with acne for a little bit. Apostrophe has completely helped me solve this problem and I did this all without leaving the comfort of my own home. That is so convenient and so amazing. Just the fact that you can 
be in your the comfort of your own home, answer a few questions, and get the kind of results that you are looking for. At Apostrophe, an expert dermatology team will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. So you go online and you fill out Apostrophe's quiz and you answer questions about your skin goals and your medical history. You send them a few little pics and then a board certified dermatologist creates an initial customized treatment plan. So it's super easy guys. If, if you either like don't want to do the legwork of finding a dermatologist or have tried a few and they haven't really worked out for you, I think Apostrophe is a great option to get another perspective on your skincare. And it's not just for face acne. There's hormonal acne, chest knee, back knee, butt knee. They treat breakouts from head to toe. If you want to treat your acne, reduce your dark spots, or just improve your overall skin texture because we're all looking for that flawless, filter-looking skin, we strongly recommend you go to apostrophe.com. Yes, they also make other skincare products that are not prescription-based, like their sunscreen, which I have been reaching for literally Obsessed. every single day. I'm a sunscreen queen. I've been putting it on every single day for as long as I can remember, and I've been reaching for apostrophes all summer long. It has been so lightweight. I've really enjoyed it. It's one of the best sunscreens I've tried, and I've tried a million of them. And it helps keep your makeup on, too. I'm really liking yeah, it's how almost it like, like, a almost good acts primer. like a primer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and so we have a special deal for our audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash she's all batch. So you go to the site apostrophe.com slash she's all batch and then use our code she's all batch at checkout and you will receive your visit for just $5. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash she's all batch. S-H-E-S-A-L-L-B-A-C-H. All right, so we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild, and we read it on air. So the first one, I actually have a correction. Oh. So do you remember last week the story about the girl that met Tyler Cameron at the book yes. place? Yes, and we thought she saw him through the crack. Yeah, we're like, was the encounter store? her just seeing him through a crack in the wall? So she wrote me, and she was cracking up. She's like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like, did the second half of the story not send? So oh, she. no. So either that, I mean, it may have been me. I, I may have not gotten the second half, but she was nice enough to blame it on internet, which I appreciate. <laughs> she didn't just go and blame me. This was the second half. We did not just see him through the bookstore cabinet. Okay, so it's continued here. So his friend who does his YouTube channel comes up to us and these other girls waiting for him come out and we had this whole convo with him and I ended up on Tyler's YouTube channel. Then he comes out and I am shaking because I've never met really any famous people before, but he did in fact smell so, so good. And then I took some pics with him and spoke to him for two minutes and he left. He is so hot in person and so, so tall. Okay, well, so that's like a real encounter. That's not a just much better one encounter. time I saw Tyler through a wall. Yeah, through seconds. plexiglass. I like that she was she's able to confirm that he does smell very good. Yeah, we needed that confirmation. For future Bachelor encounters that are about Tyler, I need to know more than just good. Like, describe it. I need to, like, really... Really get the essence yeah. of what we're, we would experience. Then we can put ourselves in that position. Right. And imagine what it would be like to talk to Tyler Cameron too. Right. Because right now I'm just like, obviously I'm thinking of like the sexiest scent possible, but like I need to know how accurate that is. Yeah. Well, what's the sexiest scent possible for you? I'm like fresh shower vibes, like a You've men's... said that before. I'm not a fresh shower. I'm like a sexy I man. That. I like sexy man cologne, like, like Abercrombie sexy cologne. Okay, well, Abercrombie, that is a whole other level. That's a panty dropper for me. Yeah, but mixed with fresh shower. Like, okay. I don't want it to be too strong, you know? Okay. Like, I don't want it to be like I'm in seventh grade and I just walked into Abercrombie and got a whiff of a cloud of mm. 
their cologne. Wasn't that the best though? You'd get a shirt from Abercrombie and it would smell yes. like Abercrombie until you washed it. The best feeling. And like speaking of seventh grade, when you literally said, What's sexy cologne for you? I literally thought of Curve. My high Which school boyfriend. That? Oh my god, my high school boyfriend wore Curve. It's like it's such a good scent. I don't know the smell, but I've seen the bottles yeah. like at the mall. It's like that brown one. But it's yeah, from yeah, like yeah. two thousand four. So good times. Wow, what a time. Abercrombie cologne and juicy Katora perfume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love Spell by Victoria's Secret. My oh, jam. A classic. A yes. classic. Okay. So moving on. About our boy Greggy. Greggy. We haven't had a Greggy in a while. I saw Greg on the streets of New York City a few weeks ago and the dude could not have looked more bombed out. I asked oh, him He's always if, so sad. I asked him if I can get a photo and he said, Sorry, my phone just died and shrugged. I was confused because I was gonna take it with my phone, which was fully charged, but he seemed so preoccupied, I just said okay and walked away. It was such a weird response. He's really attractive in person, but the wet blanket energy is real. Yeah, that is some sopping wet sopping. energy. It needs to be wrung out. It needs on to be wrung out and put in the dryer before you can even. Can you imagine think someone going up to you and being like, "Can I take a photo?" And they're like, "My phone's dead." Like, <laughs> yes, like that is the worst off the cuff <laughs> excuse I've ever heard in my life. And you would think he's he's Greggy. He's probably getting people coming up to him asking for pictures more often than the average human. Think of a better excuse. Yeah, I think even just a. Oh, no thanks. I'm like in a rush for something is better than. Well, now's not a good time. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't owe anyone a picture. I think that's fine to say that. But to literally deliberately just like lie and be like, oh no, my phone's dead. But do you think like maybe in his head, you know, if you're really stressed, I mean, she said he was looking really bummed out. Something was like bothering him. Maybe in his head, he's like, maybe he thought that was like a real answer. Sure. I guess if he thought that, I question his thought process. Yeah. But. He was all distraught. He he just saw Clemence. They said goodbye for another few months apart across the ponds. Do we think his no. phone actually was dead? That's where I think he no, it was I don't dead. Think I so think it was all. dead. And he was stressing oh, about it. He's like, Oh, sorry, my phone's need to get dead. A charger. Yeah, and he's and he was Clemence more, is trying to call me. Yeah. I need to get a charger. Stat. I bet he probably just had to like fucking answer Andrew's call and he was stressed that he was gonna miss it. Oh. The most beautiful love story to come out of this show. Okay, moving on. This one is about, oh, Nick. Ugh. We got some good ones. Oh, oh no. <laughs> is it bad? <laughs> I don't read them in full. I just see what they're about because I like to read them. If, in case you can't tell, these are live readings because I fumble yes. over like half the lines half the time. Okay. I was out to lunch with my brother who was home from college for the weekend. And while we were at the restaurant, he got up to go to the bathroom. Okay. So far, nothing to do with Nick. When he came back from the bathroom, he had the biggest smile on his face. And I know that look. He had a story to tell me. He happened to be peeing at the same time as Nick Vial, the Nick Vial. And given that I'm a huge Bachelor fan, he knew I would be so excited about this. <laughs> he wasn't creepy and didn't ask for a bathroom pick or anything, but he made sure to observe his every move, which I guess is slightly less creepy. He said while he did wash his hands, <laughs> he did it briefly and then spent a solid minute staring at himself in the mirror, fixing his hair. Shocker. At one point, he turned away from the mirror and looked back in an effort to see himself from all angles. He whispered nice under his breath and left the bathroom. <gasps> Wait, that is the best part! <laughs> nice. Because as you're reading that, I'm like thinking through all the things he's saying and I'm like, oh, okay, he didn't wash his hands that much. <laughs> okay, hand washing, hand washing police. Like, I'm just trying to think of like what I'm going to comment on this encounter. But the fact that he literally looks at himself in the mirror and went, nice. <laughs> it's just like... Oh my god. Could that not have been Am I surprised? No. no. Yeah. Is it weird? Yeah. yeah. 
Could that not have been a more Nick moment? Like if we told you this encounter and we didn't tell you who it was, you would be able to accurately guess that that was Nick. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a little question, like it's a little questionable about the hand washing, Nick. You're supposed to say yeah, happy birthday. In this day and age, yeah. you need to get a full uh, happy birthday or the alphabet. Right. It's amount of time. Right. Really get under those fingernails. You know what? Maybe you. he didn't um, do anything to warrant a thorough cleansing. <laughs> he was peeing at a urinal. He literally <laughs> had to touch his penis to do that. Like I would hope, especially if he's going back to eat, that he would thoroughly wash his hands. I mean, I think this is a very nice brother that like he knew his sister likes The Bachelor. So instead of asking for a picture, he just like fucking stares at Nick Vial taking a piss. Honestly, it would be red flag city if he asked to take a picture <laughs> while Nick Vial's like standing at a urinal, like holding his penis. I mean, that that picture would go to TMZ. Yeah, I guess so. I guess what I'm also confused about is he sees Nick in the bathroom, but we don't see Nick at the restaurant itself. I mean... Like, when they when they leave the bathroom, where does Nick go? Well, the encounter ends, so she didn't continue. So, I mean, I, I would think that he left the bathroom. I don't think he's still in the bathroom. No, I think he he's left. left. But I know, I'm just curious, like, if I ran into someone that I was that I liked from a show in a bathroom at a restaurant, then I'd also, once we left the bathroom, want to see, like, where they're sitting. We have no clue what type of restaurant this is, for all we know. I mean, because she said he came back to the bathroom, his his face was like, he was really excited to tell her a Mm -hmm. story. I don't think Nick then just, like, passed their table. I'm sure the restaurant was big enough that, like, Maybe the bathroom he was on the other side ways. of the restaurant and she's and he's telling her the story like I just saw Nick. But like it's not a yeah. situation where like like I at first I thought it's a small place and Nick is literally right there, in which case that's more of the encounter. But mm-hmm. I think in this case it probably was like a big restaurant. Yeah. And like maybe the the bathroom was really far away and he's like, You're not gonna believe what I just saw in the bathroom type thing. That's what I think it was. Yeah. Great encounter. Wow. Amazing. Doing the Lord's work. Thank you so much. If you see Nick next time, squirt a little hand sanitizer in those hands. Yeah, he needs a little extra he probably was of cleanliness. He probably was doing a takeout order and he was getting a grilled cheese to go. Yeah, probably. Oh my God. Someone on TikTok, like Nick was doing a TikTok live and one of the FODs screenshotted and sent it to me. But she just like was trolling the comment section and was like, hey Nick, do you like grilled cheese? He probably Aww. sees comments like that and he's like... How does she? And he's like, what? how does she know I like grilled cheese? Oh, I thought he would be like, what are you talking about? I ate one grilled cheese. <laughs> I know, I know, but to us, it's become like, like part of my identity, right? <laughs> but if you have a bachelor encounter on this show, it is part of your identity, just like how yeah, it's like Ben with the pistachios, right. or how Tyler frequents elevators. Oh yeah, that man loves an elevator. Or wet blanket energy, like literally, wet blanket energy is like a part of Greg's soul. Well, he needs to lighten up, and then we wouldn't think like I want to get an encounter about Greg. That's like. He couldn't have been drier and more happy. Yeah. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Until that day, he's still wet blanket energy. Yeah. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story that you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch on Instagram, and we may read it next week. Okay, we're just going to cut to the chase here. You need Dame products in your life. <laughs> Dame products are sex toys for women, made by women, and they are just amazing. And I don't know what else to say about these products because they are that good. So if you have not gone to dameproducts.com, you're missing out. Yes, you should definitely go check them out, guys. They have so many different kinds of products for you to try with or without your partner. One of their best sellers is Eva, and that is the first hands-free vibrator for couples. So it stays close to your body, and it stays put with just a finger so that you and your partner can enjoy this time and focus on intimacy, and it's designed to enhance 
not distract from your pleasure. I think it's a great way to connect with your partner and you know, do something where you guys are both involved. So that's Eva. And you could spice things up with air. It's a suction vibrator from Dame Products. It's a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. So not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof and features five intensities and five vibration patterns. So you can choose what works for you. Don't sleep on Dame Products, guys. We would not steer you wrong. Absolutely not. And did we mention that their returns are hassle-free within 60 days? So they are absolutely obsessed with your satisfaction. In more ways than one. In way more ways than one. Your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. So power up your pleasure with Eva or Air or any of the other toys from Dame Products. You can go to dameproducts.com slash she's all batch today for 15% off site wide. So check out their whole site, guys. They have plenty of other things to try. 15% off the entire site. Okay, so this week we're going back to the beginning. If you are a loyal She's All Batch fan, you know that our very first podcast guest interview was with Jillian Anderson from Chris Souls' Season. So Jillian has been following me on Instagram ever since, and every single week when I promote the new interviews that we have with other alumni, Jillian will write me and send me so much more tea. And I'm like, you know what? It's just rude of me to keep this tea from you guys when I'm being sent this every single week. So I decided, why don't we have Jillian back and have her weigh in on all of the other shit she's been telling me because she has some stories. So we invited Jillian back. Without further ado, we bring you Jillian Anderson part two and funnily enough, the only other person to make a two-time cameo on the podcast was Chris Souls and she was from his season it's the little things in life that make me happy. All right, here we go. The tea that has been spilled by Jillian only lives in my DMs, but now we're going to talk it through. Obviously, whatever you're not comfortable with, we don't have to talk about, but I specifically wanted you to come back because you are such an open book and you're so fun to talk with. And I want you to be able to share some of the stories that you would like to share if you're comfortable. So one in particular you had some interesting comments on was when Becca Martinez, who you didn't remember who she was, but she's from Ari season. She went on TikTok and she shared that producers held Crystal Nielsen, the villain from Ari season against her will and said, we have your passport. We have your credit card. What are you going to do? Leave. So I had that experience and I cannot, I, I would be very shocked to believe that I was the only one or one of the few with this experience. Um, it doesn't take much to figure out, especially when you're on like round two of the show, that they're there to manipulate you and they can manipulate you a million ways. You know, they do have a psychiatrist that works full time with the show. They work alongside um, the producers to kind of navigate what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what makes you scared. And with me, it was always my career. They figured that out. It took them a season plus paradise to figure that out. So when I got kicked off, I called my boyfriend. That's off of paradise. Sorry. I called my boyfriend. Wait, you had a boyfriend in paradise? Like half of us do. <laughs> what? Like Wait, you had a not... Well, you didn't yeah. date anyone anyway. Yeah, it was so brief. Like it wasn't like a real relationship, but I would say I'm grateful for that relationship because it didn't really go anywhere. I didn't really go anywhere after the show, but it kept me in check while I was on the show. Mm -hmm. I didn't do things, you know what I mean? And not yeah. that I'm like a promiscuous person anyway, because I'm not, but it just, oh, that reminder in the back of your head, like it prevented me from 
potentially doing anything wrong publicly yeah. that I would be shamed for in a magazine for or yeah. so you called him for. and what'd you tell him I called him I said hey I'm done coming coming back and um it's actually I was going to Nashville he's a country singer <laughs> and then at the time my friend Megan who's also from Nashville it's actually how I met him I was like Megan I'm coming back because she was ready to fly into Mexico because she's gonna go on the show at some point and I called her and she's like, well, who's still there? I don't know if I still want to go. And I was like naming it. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. But they had tapped like my hotel room and they were already mad at me anyway. So the night Wait, that tapped I- your up, hotel room for what? Like listening, like listening to the phone call, the producers. How do you know that? Because they raced down to my room. They said, what the fuck? they go like they they knew they knew everything they so, knew that you called um, Megan and was saying that I I just got off the show and this is who's left and yeah in the retrospect that was probably a horrible idea but honestly like they say don't talk to contestants before you go on it's supposed to be surprised who you meet and who's there and who's not there and you know don't give anything away everyone was talking everyone knew who was already going to be there we just didn't know the timelines yet like I remember Tenley even had an iPad she was talking to Claire or maybe it was vice versa no, she was talking to Claire. So when we were on Bachelor of Paradise, she was messaging her the whole time. She had hit an iPad in her suitcase, which was like a big no-no. So people were doing it. I wasn't like alone or unique in communicating no. with friends. But it's and weird never, to tap your room. Yeah, I never told her don't come. That also wasn't like yeah. anything I would ever say. Um, but, and they raced down to my room. So mind you, the night before, I was, it was like a day, like a voting day on Paradise. If they still do it that way, that's what it was. And one of the producers who is funny, um, but he just really wanted me to like push, like he wanted me to like ignite something with JJ and I, and I wouldn't do it. Like I didn't feel comfortable. Like me for real on TV or off TV, if I don't have like an emotional connection with you, yeah. I cannot have a physical connection with you I don't care if you're like Tim Tebow and you're super hot like I don't want to kiss you randomly unless I know you and I like you like that's yeah. just how I am and so for them to like push me on JJ I was like I like I like JJ I liked all the guys I go but not really like that and again I had the boy from the back of my head but I wouldn't have done it anyway mm. it wasn't something that's like in my nature I'm not that friendly so to speak, I just really not. And I remember they were getting so mad at me. And they go, JJ's laying down this on the, the day bed. It was like at night though, on the day bed, go get him, go get him. And I'm going, they go, just go down there and make out with him. I'm like, just grab him and start making out. And I was like, that is so like out of my character anyway. And so I remember going um, down there and hanging out with him and talking with him. And behind him was a producer, you can't see on camera going, telling me and then he's going he's flicking me off the producer's flicking me off because I'm not doing it and I'm like but does JJ okay. know that you're just being told to kiss him like he thinks I, mean, I don't know that he knew that instance I mean everyone who's around understands that there are things that are set up like the first time you go on a show and you watch it some people are still really naive to the process I think some always are a little bit more naive the other but then when you go on the second time you're a lot more motivated and you understand how editing works a little bit more like the more you do it, the more you understand, hey, if you play their games, you're going to hang around longer. You're going to be more fun of a character. Like Ashley, I was so good. I remember the first day I met Ashley, I, she's like, oh, was it Jenny McCarthy? She was Jenny McCarthy told me if they say jump, I jump. And that's how I stay in the show. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. And Ashley did. And she so, was great. 
You know, what's really funny. I actually last night, I started watching Bachelor in your season of Bachelor in Paradise because we just had Jared on the podcast. So I'm like trying to relive um, some of the stuff that he was telling me. So I've been watching some clips. So I watched your episode and you're like, maybe going for JJ's rose. You're like, this is JJ's, this is my, the palm of my hand. This is JJ like eating out of the palm of my hand. And, um, and you go home. And I actually thought, cause I knew I was going to be talking to you today. I was like, you know, it's so funny. Like Julian went home the first night on paradise, but I know that like, she wasn't willing to always play ball. Do you think had you been willing yeah. to play ball, you would have stayed longer? Yeah. Because three guys wanted to give me a rose that night. They wouldn't let them. Who? Because what you don't see is that we're there for, so the first group, when you go on paradise, you're there longer than any other group, unless you stay the entire time. But like, if you're a character that's on mid season, you get kicked off the first day you were there, you were in holding probably for three days and you got one day of shooting when you're an original character, you're there for way longer. So you get to spend more time with people. And I really connected with a lot of people, which was so funny that you mentioned Jared. I forgot this. Jared was like a sad baby the entire time over Caitlin because he had yeah. just got kicked off. And he was so brokenhearted, which is so funny to see him now with Ashley yeah. and a cute little baby. And, but I remember him being just so like mopey about yeah. the whole thing still, but um, all the guys, we were friends. I was friends with Tanner and JJ and they were all just so cool. And I loved them and I was more of like a bro with them. But I remember the push saying, oh, a couple, we told a couple guys like you, you can't stay. Then we finally told him, Jillian has a boyfriend. She can't stay. But truthfully, I wasn't the only one there that wasn't single. I just was the only one there not playing ball for sure. And it was like, I think it was the moment I wouldn't kiss JJ that they were like, she's done. And that's fine. I remember I didn't get fed that night and they get me in the right. car. No, no, no. Don't just graze over food. that. They withhold food. And I didn't get fed that day. And I was so hungry. <laughs> no, no, you're grazing over it again. What do you mean they withhold food? Like you can't just go get food. I mean, why? don't need to. Where are you going to get it? You're stranded in the middle of nowhere. There's no kitchen. I mean, you don't, you just don't eat. Don't they have to feed everyone else? I mean, it wasn't, like, we were, I remember that day saying, Hey, it's going to be a long day. And because my day was the longest, I got kicked off. I never got fed like the, the whole day. I remember I was starving and, um, or maybe we had something little in the morning. Maybe we had breakfast, but at this point it was late at night and I was so hungry. And, um, I was in the car with the producer who was already mad at me. And he's like, Jillian, you can't, um, you can't go home and like be like smart about it. You have to be sad. Like people want this opportunity, which is something they tell you the entire time, which is true. Like, you know, if you, if you leave this experience and you're not sad, people who are watching it, who wish they had these opportunities, they would, they, they would be really upset with you. And they think you're selfish. And I get that in part, but like, so, so what upset. was your like to go? Did you do a so sad? I don't like, know. Like, he's like, blink your eyes a lot. Look out the window. They like literally tell you what to do. And that wasn't working. So, so my sister was pregnant with my first, at the time I have like a million nieces and nephews, but at the time my first um, nephew, and I didn't know she was pregnant at the time. And you know, they always tell you your family can contact you. They have our numbers and we'll share with you. They always say that. Right. And so my sister had talked to them and I found out she was having a boy, but I didn't know that they withheld this information from me. They go, maybe this will make her cry. Guess what, Jillian, we know your sister's having a boy. And that's how I found out. And I was happy, but I wasn't overwhelmed with like the crying it didn't work. And they go, okay, well, just, you know, just try. <laughs> just try. 
So I go back to my hotel room, um, which is separate than, you know, where we're staying for filming. It's like the original hotel room. And the first thing you do, you do your debrief with the, the shrink. And she's like, wow, you are just like not cut out for this. She's like, I could tell everyone liked you. All the guys liked you. But same thing, like you're really honest. Like you're like a dude in this conversation. You're not like a girl they want to go hook up with. You just, you talk to everyone and you're friendly with everyone and they all want you to keep you around, but not for the reasons the show wants to keep you around. Yeah. And whatever. She's like, yeah, this just isn't for you. <laughs> I was like, totally. And so the next day um, they came in and uh, they made the phone calls, which I should not have done you know, retrospect should not have done that for sure. But then they like raced down to my room and I had to have a keeper with me the entire time. And you don't have your phone, you don't have your passport. You don't, like I, I wrote down numbers. That's how I knew numbers. Um, I wrote them down and I put them in a piece of paper because um, I knew the process. So no cell phone, no passport, no wallet, nothing. So you're like locked in a hotel room because you don't even have a key card to your hotel room so what you know if you were to leave you can't get back in that's how someone has to like the bachelor you never get a key card ever so you have someone like babysat you because you called you made a phone call they weren't happy about it so they made someone stay with you yeah which was at that point totally fair on their part I shouldn't have done that and they had full right to be like what like you're in my room? that wasn't that bad you're like beating yourself up over like you made a phone call rules are rules so they come down they're like Jillian we have hundreds of people working on this show this is like the number one show and you are ruining our careers think about all the work the camera guys are putting in our producers are putting in and you're ruining it and you're spoiling it for all of them like this is on you you're, you're spoiling the show and you know it's not about you it's about everyone else and the crew and um you know, it make me feel so guilty and then I felt really I was really upset because like you don't uh, scary yeah it actually did make me feel really really bad those guys are sweating those camera guys are sweating their rear ends off following us around while we just fall in the pool yeah (laughs) do funny stuff I felt really bad and then they're like we'll make sure we know you can't get your job back we'll make sure that you don't get a job at other networks because we know other people because I work in media but at this point why were they threatening you like what were they what were they trying to get from you now they wanted me to keep filming. And but you were picked off the show. Yeah, but I could still film. Like in what way? Like, So I had to put on, I felt so bad. I wait. had to put on my last that purple dress that I wore. Again, if you just watched it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, such an, I think I still have that dress. And I finally threw away that big old necklace. Like, remember the, the big bubble necklace? Yes, I, I liked that style at the time, but it's, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> so, so I go put that back on. I do my hair and make it as much the same as I can. I go down and I do like a private one-on-one interview. And they're just like, work with us here. And I knew what they wanted from me at this line. And so if you remember that whole season, do you remember that Sam became the villain? Yeah. She, and it was, it was Julia... And she was the mom victim. And then there was a guy who was Joe was Bailey, Kentucky. Um, yeah, Joe, Joe Bailey. I love him. I love all those three, but yeah. I mean, we're all friends, but Joe Bailey, he was like, thank the victim. And I noticed something that was a storyline that was meant for me. I was supposed to be the Joe Bailey. So. Right. And he was going to be the two. I'm a producer, right? So it was Justin. Justin was, um, Justin was this athlete. If you remember, he was like, and I know him now too, buddies, but 
he was an athlete. So we had coordinated, like a couple of us did, people did know who was coming on the show. Hey, if I bring workout bands, can you bring this? We're all bringing like workout stuff. Cause we know that we can't work out. There's no gym. So mm-hmm. we're all coordinating what each of us are going to bring. And the producers, they like, I did tell a couple of producers like, yeah, we coordinated. They go, really? So you guys talked before the show, but like we, a lot of us about working out, yeah, yeah. like, but purely not manipulative. It's just like, Hey, what can you pack? What can I pack? It wasn't like a, a scheme I was putting together by any yeah. means. It's just like equipment. For the right, right. So, yeah. so they go, Oh, so you and Justin. So there'd be times where they were said, Hey, can you just like say, Hey, Justin, Hey, like, can you just like be really excited that he's coming? And I go, but I'm like, not like, I just didn't care. But I noticed I kept egging this idea on that Justin and I had talked before the show that we coordinated together, that I was so excited to see him, that we planned this whole meetup. And then there was a second story of like, Hey, let's make sure you really hang out with JJ, the dad, you know, shut up. And then that was like the single mom. of. And it was like, like so the whole time eating out of his hand, the whole time was like, I'm playing JJ till Justin comes. Mm-hmm. I saw that coming. Like I could, I was like, why do they keep pushing this on me and then pushing me on JJ? Um, so I really I mean, did. I mean, JJ and I, I told you this, I think after like we kind of dated, I don't know. We liked each other. I wouldn't say that yeah. we dated. So, I mean, I, I liked JJ very much, um, but he had a daughter named Gemma, a beautiful little girl who I got to meet when I lived in Colorado. I mean, Jay, I mean, just beautiful family um, in general. And, and so I did talk to him a lot about his kids. I was genuinely interested and that was, completely organic my friendship with him on the show but they kept trying to push me on him to kiss him and to make out with him and then also say things like I'm so excited for Justin to get here yep we talked ahead of time and coordinated oh my god that that storyline never played out but then I watched it and I saw I saw Joe Bailey play Julia right single mom who just wanted to find love and um the widow wanted to find love but he's actually waiting for to come in and then I mean he got his tire slashed at home, dead animals put in his like mailbox. I mean, Joe Bailey? Yes. I mean, he went through it. I mean, we became real good buddies after the show. I mean, he was not in a good place after the show because he was so terrorized for the media. And, and I go, that could have been me. So we go back to the hotel room before I'm leaving and I'm hungry, right? And so they ended up feeding me. After the psychologist left, they got me a steak. So. Very nice. Okay. So, um. The next day was wait. Okay. So you put on your purple dress with the necklace. Yes. Yeah. What did they make you say? In what confessional things did they did they feed you lines there? They wanted they wanted me to say things about JJ being a dad and how I can't believe a dad would leave his daughter um, to come on a show to go party like bad dad kind of thing. And the thing is, I had already been through the show and I knew. The little things that you say may or may not get picked up in the show, but it could be a headline at People Magazine. You just never know. Yeah. You get hit. And when you're the victim of that, you get hit and it hurts. Hurts your family. It hurts you. Mm-hmm. You know. And I also knew the you know, issues with JJ's divorce. He was sharing it all. And it just was such an unfortunate situation that he had to go in. So for me to actually purely befriended this guy or anyone on the show to hurt them and make such nasty digs, it hurt. And I said it. And then I could leave. And then I left and I cried. I, I felt knowing what I could have done to his situation and make it worse with him and his family and his daughter. I, I felt, I felt really bad. And 
as soon as JJ got kicked off or he left, he called me because we exchanged numbers and he called me and I was, I was crying. I was like, JJ, I said, I'm so sorry. These are the things that I said. I never made air. No, no, I don't know that any of that interview ever made air. I don't know that I can't remember because I don't, I haven't watched the show since it aired. I just watched it though. So you did not say anything about him. I think that storyline went to Joe, Julia and Sam. So instead of being a girl as the villain, it was Joe as the villain. And I can't prove that. But like I, I have a similarities. Kind of a weird scenario. And then when I watched it on someone else, I go, I think that was meant for me. I don't know. There was yeah. a suspicion, but I oh man, it just breaks my heart. But well, I feel like they use this psychiatrist or like psychologist. I don't even know what kind of doctor it is, but I think they use it to show like, oh look, we're protecting our contestants. We care about their mental health. But in reality, they like kind of use it to get information. So when you go to, when you go to LA and you're in finals, you take hours and hours of testing. Um, I had that same Yeti hours and hours of testing and it is, um, personality tests, blah, blah, blah. So, and then you have to meet with her a couple of times and it's all part of the process to like, you know, get certain character types, personality types, but it's definitely for like research going into the show. Mm. I mean, I was told, and I don't know if this is true or not. I think it was, maybe it's in Courtney's book the the villain from whatever season yeah. uh maybe it was in her book that someone told me that they actually strategically place you in sleeping arrangements that are most hostile so funny enough the only person I'm, and I like her now I mean obviously but the only person I ever had an issue with was my bunkmate and my best friends are down the hall so if that's really how they did it it, it worked <laughs> they purposely put you in a room sleeping with someone that you may not get along with mm-hmm. Who and was that for you? Or do you don't want to say? Party. Oh. I mean, oh. at the time, like, we were just like, it was nothing like serious. So definitely the only person I kind of butted heads with, which I mean, not even that much, but the only person I did ever have an issue with in the show was her. And mm-hmm. they, that was, she slept below me. And then I was next up top next to Ashley. I. Okay. Salter was below her. I can't really remember. So. God, Jim, I love her. Since we originally spoke with you because you were our first um, interview, we we had Chris Souls on two times actually. And really? um, how's he doing? He's good. He, I he's like he, one of the only people I've never talked to like, outside of the show. I know. I was really confused when he originally was like willing to come on, and then I just became like friendly with him, and then he came back on and did um, a recap with us. He's so cool. I love him, and he one of the biggest stories we got from him was that I got him to admit that he would have chosen Becca over Whitney if Becca would have had him. So basically I could send you the clip. Uh, it's on our YouTube, but uh, basically he's like, I'm like, if Becca would have been willing to go to the farm, would you have chosen her? And he said he would have. And that the only reason he chose Whitney is because like Becca wouldn't have him. Did you, like, who did you see as like the front runner that season? Did you see anything behind the scenes that like, I thought I Whitney was such a weird choice for him. I don't think anyone that was there that left, because when you leave, you don't know what's going on. And it's actually really, really hard because you delete your social medias. You don't take each other's phone numbers. Like to connect when you have no social media or remember or know sometimes people's last names. It took a long time for us to find each other mm-hmm. while the show was still taping and put pieces together. Who's home? Who's home? But I remember finding out that like Whitney was at the end and I think everyone was in shock. Okay. I don't know that there was one contestant to be like, that's weird. And honestly, at the time, like when I was there, he clearly had a crush on me. I knew that. I knew he had a crush 
crush on Brett and Caitlin. You can yeah. just tell they did. And so when none of those things worked out, I was confused. But he sent Britt home like he could have. I was always confused why Britt didn't go further. Like, why do you think she went home so early? And early being like fifth. Is very well behaved, good girl. Yeah, but she was like so dynamic that season. She was like my favorite next year. I don't think she plays. She does not play games. Okay. Britt is, uh, she knows the Lord very well. She has a very strong faith. I mean, she's just, she ain't playing. But like she's Chris, not she's not going to be pushed in those situations. She's not going to do an overnight stay. I already know that about her. Like she's not going to, she's not going to play those games. And I don't think they like that. But I, I, I'm surprised that she, like Chris didn't, like I thought they had chemistry. It was like they had chemistry, so much chemistry. And then all of a sudden just like didn't, nothing. Well, it's all manipulated, especially when you're, um, I mean, imagine being that, that so, so solo contestant. So we have what on my season, 30 girls at the beginning and, it's hard to trust them all because you're all competing for the same thing, but you eventually do find like your cliff that you trust that you can kind of speak to find spots in the house or outside that, you know, cameras can't pick up and you can be a little honest with them. We all have that. You can't call mom, dad. You can't call your friends like from high school. You can't call anyone for advice. Your advice is coming from people that you're competing with, but mm-hmm. you finally find those people that you can trust. But on the flip side, when you are the contestant, the only people that are your friends are producers. Yeah. So I won't name names, but I've had a lot of those main characters say they were really pressured into thinking something or manipulated to think a certain thing to do a certain activity. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was some producer like, oh my God, you guys have chemistry. I've never seen anything like that in, your, in my life. Oh my God, I would just quit the show right now and go right with him. And they're motivated to do something maybe they wouldn't have done by their friends, but they're actually all producers. And so they do something stupid and they come back in. Meanwhile, that same producer has plotted with all the other contestants going, that, that, person he's a villain if you really loved her then you would tell her right now that he's a horrible person all of you when she comes back and speak up and so she goes oh my god the best most chemistry we've ever seen the bachelor i see it i see it. i'm living this law land and all of a sudden she walks into her room and she gets like pummeled by um a bunch of people say oh he's the worst we hate him this is why your brain is like you're, you don't have anyone to call your yeah. reality is what other people kind of make it to be yeah unfortunately so when people go from liking and not liking someone quickly i'm not shocked by it they don't it's not a normal process right it's not a normal day-to-day you don't you're not going through a normal dating you know cycle like you are in the real world do you think that because you admitted that there are people that have significant others back home when they go on the show do you think the people that stay in bachelor relationships some of them could potentially be staying for reasons outside of just being in love like do you think people are you like okay I remember asking one of my friends when they got engaged and I won't even say the gender because I don't want to get in the way I said hey is this for real is this for the show and And they told me they go well we're gonna see how it works out okay so you are friends with someone from the show that's gotten engaged and they said we'll see how it works out you won't say the gender because you don't want to give it away got it I like the person but we'll see how it works out that's what pisses me off about the show though because like you don't get engaged so i think it's very pure i think the spinoff show especially when you do it a few times you know the game you know and and you know oh i'm gonna get more business or more popularity i get my people magazine spread yeah you know you know what it is so now so you're admitting it's a paradise couple now so we don't know the gender 
Oh, no, I'm just saying, I think that you just, you think the more you're on it, the more, I think, I just think that the first show is more pure. Maybe people now, I think now you can be more famous faster. Like when I was on there, you couldn't, I mean, you didn't do Instagram money-making like you do now. Um, We couldn't, we didn't have those kind of opportunities. So now it might be different, but at least when I was on there, like it was, it was so much more pure of your intention. Like there was probably a few people that I know for sure kind of wanted something to happen after they were on the show but I, I'd say the majority of us just hey let's meet him if he, if he works out it works out kind yeah. of situation or if you were like oh, I think Chris Souls is like God's gift to earth there are yeah. some of those too um, but I think it's more pure but I think now you can get famous so fast you know you got kids on YouTube making millions a year talking about toys so the <laughs> opportunities now are so different than they were on either so it's really hard for me to speak to you know contestants years and years later how yeah. what are their intentions i don't know but were there people who knew how to play the game yes for sure but yeah. i actually i love this about you know as much as we talk bad about bachelor nation or just spill some of the beans it is i've made the best friends there the best connections i've had <clears throat> some of the craziest experience I mean, like i told you this morning i'm talking to to megan this morning before i even got out of bed you know, she's someone I met however many years ago on the show. I, I love that world of relationships and the things that like came out of it. And I had a point there that I was bringing up. Oh, this is a point. So many of my friends actually did find love within cast members. So maybe it didn't play out in the show, but think about it. Like Ashley, I and Jared, my buddies, they have a daughter, Tanner and Jade. They have what three kids now together. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then Carly ended up getting married and she has some kids. I know she's not with him anymore, but I mean, that worked out. Julie ended up marrying Carly's, what? Oh, oh um, Carly's I mean, husband's, yeah, cousin yeah. or brother, brother or something. I brother. Yeah, I mean, that's just from like my immediate like circle of friends that I made. I go, so there's something to it. We all yeah. have like like experiences and you know, it works out. So that's a lot of kids that came out of my season. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I won't take, I mean, we might do stupid stuff to entertain the world, but there there's love. that came out of it. Yeah. There is love. <laughs> so people always ask, well, how much does it actually work out? I go, well, like with the end, Chris didn't work out, but look what did happen. I have yeah. so many friends with kids from that show, just from my season. And I don't know about others. You made for great TV. And thank you so much for coming back and spilling the tea. Maybe in like another six months, we can have you come back again and, and still talk about those dates. The what? Dating, dating in within the Bachelor universe. Ooh. Off air. Oh, like it's the Jake Pavelka one. So I read that. So I so I actually on um, I told you that I read like you sent me some DMs about when you went on a date with Jake Pavelka. I read them on air. How he like only talked about himself. <laughs> I told you that. I forgot. I'm sorry. I just forgot. Well, we need to do a separate episode where you tell us about dating bachelor people in the real world and we'll do a whole segment on it, but thank you so, so much. Um, we loved having you back and could you come back again for a third time down the road? Why not? Why not? Thank you so much, Jillian. I love talking to you. And congratulations on the success of a podcast. It has gotten big. Thank you, Good babe. You. Started with Bye. you. <laughs> bye guys bye and that's our show thank you guys so much for listening if you like what you hear be sure to rate us five stars on apple podcast or spotify or wherever you're listening just be sure to rate five and leave a nice review if you want to which you should yeah you definitely should 
I like reading the reviews. So leave a nice like little happy one. Um, also, we're up for potentially being nominated for a podcast award. So you guys can go to www.podcastawards.com, create an account, it takes two seconds, and then vote for us for People's Choice podcast, best female hosted podcast, and film and TV podcast. It takes two seconds and we would appreciate it so much. Please help us beat the vile files by getting or at least like be ranked among him like i want yes. i want nick to be shaken in his booties i don't think we could beat him anything's possible if you just believe um do i think we'll beat him no <laughs> do i want to scare him yeah the thing is and now i'm going on a little tangent but does nick have a lot of listeners Yes. I mean, we do too. Not the same amount, but you know, whatever. But do his listeners like him as much as our listeners like That's us? That's You know what I mean? Like, I listen to Nick Viles' podcast and I hate his podcast. <laughs> and you hate him. And yet somehow here I am and I hate him. So I would never go vote for him for something, but I feel like our listeners actually yeah, like us. Yeah, so if you... I hope. Fingers crossed. It's like I say that and then the next comment is like, we actually hate listen to your podcast too, no I don't so. think I don't think people hate listen I think if you're listening and not for nothing if you're hate listening to us you're a loser so stop but keep listening though please I like the download and then why don't you subscribe on YouTube while you're at it um, yeah hate subscribe on speaking YouTube. of subscribing on YouTube go to YouTube go subscribe we have content there we are releasing lots of interview clips with the interviews you hear on the podcast. We're also doing recaps of the show, The Bachelorette, the season. Just go take a look. You're going to really like what you see and you're going to be entertained for hours. Make sure mm-hmm. you hit the subscribe mm-hmm. button though because like it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. You can also join our Facebook group. It's for the diehard fans. It is in the description notes of this episode. It's She's All Batch on Facebook. So just go join and it'll be so much fun. We're almost 500 so people strong. That's Probably strong. actually by the time this episode airs we'll be past 500 but hey you may be the 500th so go join for sure it's a great little group it's a good we've built a little community of the girls that get it yeah and i i love it be sure to support our sponsors. You can go to apostrophe.com slash she's all batch and get $15 off your first visit for skincare. And that will make your visit $5. So apostrophe.com, she's all batch. Do that one. We're obsessed with them. Yes. And then please check out dameproducts.com slash she's all batch for 15% off site wide. Literally the whole site. up your Might as well just give it a little look. Spice up your life. Slam it to the left. And your sex life. You're having a good time. (laughs) Sex life specifically, but also your whole life. (laughs) I want to do shout out of the week. We haven't done that in a while. And I want to give a shout out to Paige. She is such a sweet thoughts. She goes, no sis, you guys are my fave. Wish I had more creeps to contribute for y'all. But please know I'm a diehard fan. Keep it up, ladies. I just wanted to give Paige a little love because she's so sweet. And I really appreciate you supporting us and... Just remember that you can support us by making sure we get that podcast nomination, subscribing on YouTube, leaving a review on wherever, and telling a friend. Telling a friend is a big one. Yeah, spread the word. And following us on all the social platforms. Follow Stephanie at She's All Batch. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And I'm like, and how else can they support us? I don't know. know. Let's just make sure we beat Nick. Beat Nick, not meet Nick. I don't, I mean. Beat Nick and meet Nick. Meet Nick and then meet (laughs) Nick. I don't really want to shake his hand. I don't know where they've been. Well, the way he washes them, absolutely not. I'm not trying to get germs. Um, not in this day and age. Oh, uh, if Nick wanted to meet us, though, we would go. Um, we have to put that out there. Sure. If if the vile files called tomorrow and was like, "Hey, she's all batch. We want you to recap the next episode with us," we'd be like, "Okay, see you in LA." 
I'd be shaking in my booties, though, because I'd be like, dude, he's going to freaking psychoanalyze me, cross-examine me. I can't handle his manipulation. It's like being on trial. So, all right, so maybe we don't go. <laughs> no, all right, we have we're to getting go. off we topic. We have to go and, and hold our but own. But thank anyway. you for listening. We love you guys so much. Um, we will talk to you next week. Is that it? Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.